You're listening to Agency Highway. This is a podcast for agencies that want to grow their business and work less. Agency Highway is sponsored by Content Snare, a platform that helps digital agencies gather content from clients without digging through a storm of emails, huge attachments, and messy Google Docs. Sign up at contentsnare.com and use the chat widget to say you heard about Content Snare on Agency Highway, and you'll get a 30-day trial instead of the typical 14. Now, here's this week's episode. Hello and welcome back to Agency Highway. This is episode 86 with Nev Harris and we are talking about everybody's favorite topic, money. Nev, thanks for joining the show. Yeah, thanks for having me. Man, being uh, here. <laughs> yeah, it's um, again, yet another another guest who I've met in real life and finally getting on the podcast, um, probably a long time coming. So yeah, I'm uh, looking forward to this because it's it's funny, like, Money on one side of the things, if you, if you use the word accounting, is generally you know seen as boring and you know put everyone to sleep. But if you say money, then it's like yay, exciting. <laughs> but so that's what we're going to be talking about today. I think um, Nev, from what I understand, it's like you have worked with a lot of designers and noticed that they don't really understand money, like many business owners. And I guess that's probably because they just want us to focus on design, right? And I know that this can cause problems. Um, like I've, I've encountered businesses that don't keep a track, keep that like an eye on things, and end up basically working for nothing because they haven't like made any profit. For example, right? so yeah, man. Let's let's start with a little bit of an introduction on you and and how you help people. Right, right, right. So I, I am an agency owner, and uh, but I come from a, a business background. So the money part of it was the easy part for me. It was the uh, the technical part of things that the, the designing part, because I have a marketing end of it, was was the struggle. And I worked with a lot of agency owners, like they were colleagues, and then I would have was helping them out a lot with their money, and they were giving me good advice on other stuff. So. And so it just became a, you know, a natural fit that I just started, you know, getting into this personal brand around it. Cause I'm kind of passionate about the subject and helping these right brain creative people who don't feel like they can understand their money, understand it, you know, realize that it's possible. So it doesn't yeah. have to be boring. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And I mean, if it's, I mean, even if it was boring, it's it's like not something worth neglecting because then you'll end up having like a rubbish business. Right. Uh, so I know that you talk about like profit killers, which is, and I, I'm, I'm going to go out on a limb here and say that one of them <laughs> is, is just not tracking things and end up working for free. But, um, <laughs> cause I've seen so many people do this, right? Like they'll quote a website for like, I don't know, like if you're doing low price stuff at like a thousand bucks and then they like, Oh yeah, I just made a thousand bucks. But then if you look at how much time goes into like, that client that you could have spent, you know, uh, getting new clients, uh, you'll end up, you know, effective hourly rate of like 10 bucks an hour or something, um, across that job. But <laughs> this is, this is what my, this is what I guess not, um, focusing on money means to me. That's the first thing I think of. Um, but like, what are the, the profit killers that you've encountered in agencies? Well, you hit on a big one, uh, one pricing, uh, like I talked to people and they were like, well, yeah, I mean, I pay a contractor like on the thousand dollars. They'd be like, I pay a contractor two hundred dollars. I'm walking away with eight hundred bucks, and you're like ten dollars an hour. I'm like, okay, well, what about your internet? 
What about your phone? What about all this, all this time, all these fixed costs that you have that, you know, you're not even considering them in there. So you, you're, you're getting way under that. So you do a couple websites for a thousand bucks a month and you've actually probably lost money. Yeah. You've probably paid people. So <laughs> it's, it's, it's nutty like that. That people don't consider that. Then there's the, when, when costs overrun, when time overruns, when you think it's going to be 10 hours and it actually takes 15, you know, when you're chasing people down for content and everything, I mean, you're really familiar with that. <laughs> so, so pricing, underpricing is a big one. Um, and then another one is cash flow. They just don't um, understand their, their cash flow, how the money is flowing in and out of their business. And so th- this is a huge source of stress for people. And when you're wasting like that, because we all have a certain amount of mental energy. And when you're wasting this mental energy we have worrying about how you're going to pay your bills, instead of going like, serving your clients better, instead of going out and finding new business, th- that's a killer. And most of the time, if you understood like your cash flow, you would see that it's not really much of an issue for a lot of businesses. But the fear, the worry about that is just gets really blown out of proportion. Taxes is another one, not understanding, you know, that you have to pay quarterly taxes and factoring that in. So that again, let's take another chunk out of that 800 bucks and say, okay, Uh the government's going to get 200 of it and not (laughs) thinking that. And, um, yeah, so, so there you go. There, there's like some of your, your biggest profit because, oh yeah. And then, um, uh, I almost forgot one of the biggest ones when we're all guilty of this, the shiny object syndrome. Oh, that you know we we always we overspend on stuff um so you know it's just you know there's all there always there's always another shiny object out there to spend more money on yeah that's, that's, that's interesting um so it's like costs when you first said that i was actually kind of thinking of agencies uh chasing other services you know i've seen a lot of a lot of agencies do that where they're like they're doing a website for someone and, and they go oh uh, we need google ads and next minute that agency that has no idea about Google ads is trying to, trying to understand. Um, well, I guess that's more of a freelancer thing. Um, but like if you're trying to take on too many different kinds of work that you're not a specialist in, I think that, um, ends up spreading your time a bit too thin and you make, make less money as well. But, um, I like these. So we've got pricing, cash flow, tax and, and shiny object syndrome, also spending too much money. Um, yeah, it's it's interesting because for years um, we, we've gone, we've had problems with cash flow for sure. Like, um, you know, we try to be so good with it and actually put money away. Uh, and I, I imagine that's like something you recommend people do. Is, so I'll just tell you what we do, and then and then I'll let you um, talk about some tips. But we have several accounts, kind of like a profit first system. Um, actually, you know, that's. Interestingly, I've done exactly the profit first system in my personal life for years and never thought to apply it to my business. Um, <laughs> yeah, it's, it's so dumb. Like I'm an idiot. But um, so, so for my personal life, when money comes into the account, it gets split up between like bills. So I've always got money there for bills. I've got like savings and, and rent. Like when we, when we were renting a house, now it's mortgage. Um, you know, so it all gets split up. And for those not familiar, profit first is kind of like, one account for um, money for you, like owner's pay. One's like a rainy day fund. One is the, for the tax. And that's the first thing I thought of when you said uh, tax, Nev, um, is because now I don't have any dramas with tax time anymore because I just know I've got this tax account that I've been putting money into. That's what I do. Um, 
what, I mean, you can pick that apart, um, give me some suggestions and some things for other people to do. Well, yeah, I think something like in, something like Profit First is good. I mean, if Profit First is working for you, you want to stick with Profit First. I consider it like, let's take a plugin, all right? Now, plugins are great. My agency, we use a ton of plugins. Um, but if you knew how to do a little CSS, a little PHP in there, you know, then you could write some of these plugins that you use for things. Or you could say, okay, well, maybe I don't need like all that code. Maybe some of that code is bloating. Maybe I don't need everything the plugin does. And you could, if you knew how to write a little code, you wouldn't need to rely on a plugin that's maybe not a customized solution just for you. So what, what, what I like to teach, what I like to is base understanding of that. So you could take profit first and say, okay, these four elements of it work. These two elements, they're too confusing and too right. So it's just that, so it's like this core understanding so that you can have better conversations with your accountant, get, you know, get more out of a system like Profit First, those kind of things. When we teach cash flow, we teach it around, okay, how, how can you manage your bills in a way that when you have money coming in, that you have it coming in at the right time and then going out after that and how you could buy yourself set up stuff to, to, to create flexibility for you and, and all that kind of um, um, very um, helpful techniques like that. And, and, and then you could apply it to any system you're really using because you'll have that core understanding of it. So cash flow is really key about, because if you have, say, you're an agency and you're killing it, you have $46,000 coming in, but you know you're going to have $31,000 worth of bills. You know, if the 31000 comes in the beginning of the month and the forty six at the end, you're kind of screwed. <laughs> yeah. So, <laughs> so how do you how do you fix this? What are your tips? So yes, so there's there is you could like you said you it's a great thing to set up a, like a reserve account. Okay, so you have so you put money into an account that you could lend to yourself. So if you have that period of time where where you need to borrow some money from yourself because you have money coming to you, you can, and you put it back as soon as possible. But hey, you know, money's tight and everything like that. And, you know, maybe it takes six months to a year to build up that account. Another thing you could do is, and, and this is if you're responsible with this kind of stuff, is you could get like a, a, a line of credit from a bank. And then you could borrow against that line of credit and you could pay that right back. But only if you're responsible. If you're gonna, if you think it's free money that you could go out and buy that new shiny object <laughs> because you know you have that money sitting there, bad idea. You have to be responsible with it. Other things you could do is set up your uh, bills with um, your merchants to pay them when it's convenient. Like if you know you're getting recurring revenue coming in on the 15th, have your bills coming in on the 18th. You know, maybe, and, uh, and so you're like, well, most of, a lot of my, a lot of my vendors won't let me set their dates. Some of them will, some of them won't. Um, a great way to do it is get a credit card, get a, get a nice rewards credit card, you know, and put everything on a credit card, set that billing date with the credit card up for the 18th, mm-hmm. recurring revenue sitting on the 15th, and then you have 30 days to pay off that credit card because you have that grace period in there, at least 30 days in there. Mm. But here's what I say to do don't use that. Um, don't take it to the last moment. Like, okay, my bill is due this day. I'm going to pay it that day. Normally pay it well in advance. Okay. So say you have it, say you have your current revenue on the 15th, you have, you pay your credit card bill on the 18th and all this stuff for the first 18 days are coming on your credit card, but you don't have to pay them to the 18th. 
where you actually have to the next month to pay that credit card bill. Okay, but you want to pay the credit card bill on the 18th. So you want to be, you, when you get that money and you want to pay it. But yeah. if something does happen and you need that extra flexibility, you still have those 20 to 30 days in to that credit card bill is actually due. So you're actually getting a free like 30-day loan from the credit card company. And the great thing about it, if you travel to any conferences or stuff, I traveled to all my conferences. Shit, I went to Australia business class for free. <laughs> the points are, uh, yeah, points. dude, I have like an unhealthy addiction to frequent flyer points, but you know, again, it's, it, there's a responsibility aspect to it as well. I know there are a lot of people that have significant credit card debt. Um, and like, I think if that's, you know, if you struggle with that, then it might not be the best move, um, to right. try and do things like that. There's obviously a lot of responsibility there where, you know, on that, on that 18th, you're paying that credit card bill as much as you possibly can. Um, uh, I think another option here, like you said, some people might not be able to move when their suppliers are due, but that's also kind of the same as instead of paying off uh, a credit card on the 18th, you just put the money that your costs are, are like amount to in another account on the 18th. And then when the bill comes out on the 25th, it comes out of that bill's account, right? That's how I've been managing my personal bills for, for years at this point. It actually goes to another bank that I don't even see when I log into my main bank. Um, and I only use this other bank for paying bills. Um, and then the, the way I calculated what money goes over there was literally add up every bill I have across a year and divide it by 12. And that's how much goes in every month. Um, plus a little bit as a buffer. Um, yeah, we teach, uh, yeah. we, we teach, uh, we have a template and we teach people how to do that on the base level. Then the more advanced level is, okay, now, you know, just put all that stuff. Don't be putting crazy stuff on the credit card, put all the, all the stuff. And that's, and we, 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 we stress financial responsibility big time. Yeah. It's like, I know I have ADD and I can't get on Facebook in the middle of the day because I will get, it'll be two hours later and I'll get absolutely nothing done. So I don't get <laughs> on Facebook because I know that's my limitation. And we all have limitations. So if you realize that, you know, you don't want to go down that route. But try to, try to set up your recurring revenue and everything that's going to come in. So you're getting your money in before your money's coming due. Mm. And, um, and you can negotiate with people a lot of times, you know, like bigger vendors and stuff like that. Like if you're buying a SaaS, pro, you know, they're going to be like, that's just, you know, when it's due. Yeah. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's it. Uh, I mean, you could always wait to sign up for that SaaS until the 18th, but then some of them go and uh, go and change the billing cycle on you to, to bring everyone in sync. I know we don't do that. It's just monthly from when you sign up, but um, oh, let's, mm -hmm. is there, is there anything else we should talk about cash flow before we move on to tax? No, cash, that, that, that sounds up get, getting your reserve account, setting up your merchants, um, and then buying yourself some flexibility either with that reserve account, a line of credit or a credit card. Yeah. So just in being, having responsibility around that. Yeah. I actually saw that, um, Amex, they offered me something along this once it was, it wasn't so much a credit card, but it's actually, I guess it is some kind of line of credit that is used. Like you can pay your staff with it and then, uh, and it's used for exactly this for smoothing out cash flow. Um, so that you have, you know, I think they had up to 60 days or something. So, cause like we have been in positions before where we've had to hire like a bunch of contractors knowing that we wouldn't see the money from that work for like a month or two. 
And that can kill a business, right? Like if you've got a whole bunch of costs today that you're not going to see the profit from for two months. Um, like we, I remember we, we had like basically nothing left in our accounts um, because we had to ramp up so fast. And like the next stage, we were actually looking into line of credit. So I know this kind of thing does exist, but again, yeah, there's like a level of responsibility and trusting the crap out of your client to actually pay you <laughs> two months later. <laughs> Because look at Walmart. I mean, they're going to buy, they're going to take your product. They're not going to pay you for it for 90 days. They're going to sell that product. They're going to take that money and not give it to you for 90 days. And they're, and they're going to finance other things with that money. Take something like an airline. You buy your ticket and it's not refundable. You know, you buy it like four months ahead of time. You give them that full price for that ticket. Yeah. You know? So they're, they're using that money in other businesses all the time. I mean, there's a whole industry, there's a whole like trillion dollar industry based on like um, uh, just, it's called the overnight money market, where it's just big businesses use that to make payroll and everything like that yeah. cause to smooth out their cash flow. So it's, it's not some kind of crazy principle. It's just something that a small business doesn't think is, is good for them. And these are the kind of like the techniques that bigger businesses use to get an advantage over mm. like the competition. So I'm, I'm trying to teach people to flip it on the, flip it on the head and, you know, use it for their benefit, you know, these yeah. tactics that, you know. Yeah. And I mean, there's like a, a case to be made obviously for uh, this white, 50% deposit up front, right? A lot of people do that, um, you know, and that was depending on your profit margins, that could be enough to cover all your costs before you even start the job. Uh, and then the other 50% could be cream. You know, it depends on your business. I mean, there, there are people that don't even start a job until there's 100% up front. Um, and this is these ways you can protect yourself. So um, let's move on to I tax. I love that business. I want to talk oh. to those people. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Getting a hundred percent from clients up front. Wow. Yeah. yeah. I mean, at some point I think you've got to build up to that and like actually not care about losing the client. And like, I don't know, like I never did that with, um, agency work. Uh, but I know people that have, and I think it really just comes down to, if you don't care, uh, if you've got enough clients, you know, at some point, then you can actually start demanding things like that and, <laughs> and see how it goes. <laughs> <laughs> or just tell them this is the way it is. Um, but anyway, let's, let's enough on, on cash flow. I think let's talk about tax. What are some tips? What are some tips do you have around managing tax? Cause I know this happened to me like every, you know, there's, there's the quarterly, tax and then the end of year tax. And every time I'd be like, ah, oh, crap, like that bill came. Um, where am I going to get it from? And I bet there's a lot of agency owners in that, in that boat. So where do we go from there? So uh, taxes is uh, an easy one. This is the easy fix. And this, okay. you, you've kind of hit on the fix. You, 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 you create a tax account and you, you put in every sale you have, you put uh, like you figure out what your tax rate, what percentage of your income um, you paid in taxes last year. Not your tax rate because your tax rate, like it, it, it your, if your tax rate's thirty percent, you're not paying thirty percent in taxes. I won't get into the math of how you get there, so we don't want to talk about that. Yeah. But um, because that's boring and confusing. And that's, <laughs> you know, <laughs> that's 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 not needed. But you just if you if you made um, say for simple math, ten thousand last year, and you pay two thousand taxes, is twenty percent. So every every sale you get, you put twenty percent away, right. and you put it you you put it in an account 
And then every quarter you're going to owe that, but you should have it in an account because you're taking that money right out of the top and you're putting it away. And that's yeah. an easy way to solve solve your tax tax issues right there. Um, you want to get more specific, talk to an accountant and have them, you know, do some, um, uh, uh, we call it performance, you know, like look into the future to see how much money you're going to be making, but you don't even have to do all that. Let's keep it simple. Let's take last year, figure out the percentage of taxes you paid versus the money you made and put that away. So, yeah. And then as soon as that bill comes along, you just, you don't even think about it. It comes straight out of that account. Yeah. I mean, it might be a little over, it might be a little under, you know, come the end of the year, you might have overpaid, you might have underpaid a little bit, but you know, you'll be cool with the government because if you don't give the government their money every, every quarter, they're going <laughs> to come back to you. <laughs> they're not going to be happy. Yeah. And uh, okay. So that, the, the action, action item there is go, go and set up an account for tax and, and actually, um, put money away from every sale. Now it might actually sound like a lot of work to put money away for every sale, um, that's why, uh, I guess this is kind of a profit first thing as well, but we have one dedicated bank account for money that comes into the business and we don't pay anything out of that except to transfer money out. Right. So, so that way at the end of the month or whatever, it's super easy to calculate how much we need to put into tax. Well, we actually, we do it twice a month. We just look at how much is in the money in account. And that is the total of all the sales we've made. So we just take the 20% or whatever it is out of that, put it in tax. And the rest actually gets moved to like the money, the account that we're allowed to spend money on for shiny objects, which is, I guess where we're getting to now. Uh, yeah. And let's, so let's talk about shiny objects, man. This is, um, there's a few things here that like I literally wrote an email this morning um, about it, it's like, I this is kind of related. It's not so much a shiny object, but um, subscription aversion. Like there are things that people uh, because it's a one-time fee, it's viewed a little bit differently. And mm -hmm. um, you know, like, and so many people buy, deals like AppSumo or lifetime deals, these one-off purchases because um, they think it's cheap and they don't have to pay a subscription and they never use them and end up just wasting all this money. Um, mm -hmm. I literally got an email from a guy this week that there was a native integration between his CRM and his um, uh, some other contacts tool that he was using and they stopped supporting the native integration and told him to sign up for Zapier. Instead of paying for a $20 a month subscription, he thought it would be better to go and get someone to create a script uh, like to, to do the sync for him. And that, I mean, that's a minimum $500 to $1,000 job, right? That's like years worth of $20 a month at Zapier and you have to pay it all now versus $20 a month for three years, right? Which to me is mm -hmm. like, that's way better for cash flow. It's cheaper. You can do more with it. So... This is, I bring this up because I think it's kind of related. Um, you know, that that's just a, a shitty financial decision, I think. But then there's also the, oh, I can go buy this $100 thing because I don't have subscription payments on it and I might need it one day. Oh, yeah, that, that's um, our, we have a free giveaway that it, uh, free training um, and a worksheet that you could go through um, that we call it shiny, shiny object versus needed tool. 
<laughs> uh, really, you go through this, you go through this worksheet and you answer these questions. And what it does is because here's the thing with shiny objects, and I'm guilty. I I am we all I, I know this stuff left and right, and I have shiny object itis like you know, like all of us, you know, AppSumo man, I fell into that pit a couple times. <laughs> so um it's just we're, we're we're not immune to it because it, because it's just the way our brains are wired. We make decisions emotionally. We we and and then we justify them logically. It's 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 psychology. Mm. They prove this again and again and again. And so what we need to do is we need to break that um, emotional decision making process with um, into so we can engage our logical part of our brain. Because like when you like laid out that clear case, I mean you would have to be an idiot to <laughs> to pay that developer to build that if you yeah. think about it that way. If you laid it out like the way you laid it out. But we don't think like that. We no. think, oh man, it'd be cool to have this, it'd be this. You know, we don't think logically about alternatives and, you know, maybe something else we have that could work for it. So, I mean, hell, you might even have Zapier and get somebody to build a script for you. Because <laughs> it's just, yeah. yeah. I mean, I, I, I'll guarantee because we, we like, and we have another free giveaway too. Um, um, Which we will link these up all in the show notes, by the way. Oh, um, it's. Yeah, it's 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 uh, it's called the monthly money finder, and uh, what it does is it pretty much goes through all your subscriptions and everything you have and says, okay, what do I have? What can I use it for? You know, what else do I have? And I mean, even us, uh, we do it every year, and we find bloat in our subscriptions every year. So um, that that you know that we have that we don't that we don't need anymore. That it's just like you know, um, yeah, that. Uh, that's good to get rid of clean out. And, and yeah. like I said, the, the, the um, uh, shiny object needed tool. It's, it's, it's when I started, I just was giving this away to my friends and they're like, Nev, you really need to build a tool out of this. And <laughs> so we designed one and gave it away. And we did really cool training around it too, explaining all this and explaining how you could get around it. So when you get that free, you get, I think it's a half hour video training that teaching you how to use the tool and teaching you about this. It's all for free. It's and where can people get that? Uh, it's nevharris.com. Um, and then if you go to offers, uh, it's, you could get all our, you could get all our offers, all the free stuff we have going on. We're always putting more free stuff out there. Awesome. Cause our mission is to go out there and help 10,000 freelancers understand their money better. Mm-hmm. We're putting out a course eventually in the next couple months, you know, and if you want to take the next step, great. Buy the buyer course. We love it. But if you don't, we're going to give away a ton of free stuff just so that, you know, because we figure we help ten thousand, we we sell a thousand, we'll do really well off it. <laughs> so yeah, awesome. And I I think um, that's probably a good point to put to wrap up. Unless you know, is there any um, other things you think we need to cover? I mean, we haven't covered pricing. Do you think should we dig into that a bit? Yeah, I love talking about pricing. It's one of my favorite things to talk about, and I think it's I think it's we we touched on it a little bit. So. Mm. There's different ways you could price, and uh, um, you could charge hourly, which is always a mistake. That that, that just <laughs> opens you up to, <laughs> you know, because you, you never can estimate unless you, uh, you you're never going to estimate it right. And you could be, you know, you're just, you know, you tell somebody, oh yeah, it's 150 dollars an hour, and they're like 150 dollars an hour. You're like, yeah, but you don't know, but yeah, because I'm only being able to work, you know, billing wise, 25 hours a week, mm. you know, so you have to, you know, yeah. so when you average that out, you know, you're not making $150 or so that's always a mistake. You could work project based, but that's so easily shopped. 
if you're if you're doing like project based and then there's like cost plus which is the more most common one but that's saying um uh that you have like your fixed cost the cost to keep your lights on should be about a third your variable cost your costs that are you know those are your costs that you know your i call project rather costs so you have your cost to keep your lights on that are going to that they're going to they're not going to change. You're going to have them every month. And you have your project-related costs that you just incur when you take on a new project. And then you have your profit. And that should be broken up in a third, and a third, and a third. So, so goes the theory. But what happens when, you know, it sounds all good, but those fixed costs are not changing no matter how many projects you sell. So if, you, so if your fixed costs are 5000 you do 20000 worth of sales, they're 25%. So you mm-hmm. think you're doing really well, but if you sell one project for ten thousand, now they're fifty percent. Yeah. So you sell one for five, now everything you're doing, you're losing money on. So, yeah. So it's 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 crazy. So what we say to do, you need to control that. You need premium positioning in your marketplace so that you can uh, charge, so that you're not going to be shopped because they're not shopping like a commoditized product like a website they're shopping the solution that in their mind you're the expert that provides it Mm. so that's why you need premium positioning and then you need what's like a predictable product you need something that you know you know okay here's these 10 steps of this project here's how long they take we should we the customer knows they're buying this we tell the customer this is what they're getting so when they want to do scope creep when they want to do something else you know it's Extra uh-uh. no, or no. <laughs> it's just, content snare is a great way to help like um, create a predictable product because in our agency, it's like getting content was like a nightmare, you know. <laughs> so it is for um, most, I think. <laughs> yeah, I, uh, yeah. I mean, it would just be like um, it would be like a year later. We're working on some projects, you know, and it's just before we had. Um, I got a hold of that. So yeah, so you, you incorporate a service like that. It really helps you, you know, cut down on that, you know, how that project end up taking way longer. Mm. And then, yeah, well, that's, see, that's, there's another kind of scope creep there, right? It's not just necessarily people asking for more stuff in the build. It's like delays and extra emails and like all this overhead is kind of a scope, scope creep in itself. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. That, that's what kills. It. That's why if you don't have, if you're not watching these numbers and you're not, and then we have also a free income statement training that, that you could look at your profit and loss and one month of a profit and loss. Yeah. I made money. I lost money. That's what it's going to tell you, but you <laughs> kind of have a feeling for that. We show you how to create a profit and loss that you could actually gain insight into your business so that you could see when things are going wrong ahead of time and you can make changes to those kind of things. And that, oh, that's very good. Awesome. So, um, yeah. So yeah, that, that kind of scope creep will just kill you because if thing if, if you think ten and it takes twenty, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, absolutely. So um, just quickly, all of that, uh, all of the free stuff that Nev's got is at nevharris.com and then go to offers. Um, and I would recommend go if, if you're having trouble with any of this stuff, like cash flow pricing um, and shiny object syndrome, and want to give your audit your <laughs> subscriptions. Um, I hope hope content snare stays in there. Uh, <laughs> uh, obviously it's, it's saving you time therefore it's worth it right <laughs> yeah uh, we, we, we have a question there is it is yeah in our in our shiny object needed tool you know you'll 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 check that off like something like content snare will be immediately usable it kills AppSumo too because like a lot of these things because it makes you write out what you're going to use it for immediately yes 
Yeah, so, absolutely. And that's, see, that's the thing is like buying something in advance that you like, you think you might use one day, like very rarely do you actually end up using it. Um, but then I guess another mistake there could be cutting things prematurely. Like if something is, is actually saving you time, uh, you know, then it's not worth cutting. Uh, in re- recently, I've been looking at changing um, our support system um, because the bills we get are pretty extreme um, from our from Intercom, and um, I thought about changing to a cheaper solution. But like, what I'm going to be doing is effectively saving about a hundred bucks a month in exchange for the like the amount of time that it's going to change me to switch those solutions over it's probably going to be at least a thousand bucks worth of my time at least, uh, you know, or our team's time. And then, um, that's like a year basically worth of if I just stayed on intercom and by then hopefully we're making more money. So <laughs> like, that's kind oh, of yeah. how I try to look at things. Oh yeah. Time is money. I mean, we, like our, our promise is, is, uh, less stress, more freedom, higher profits. And, um, the more freedom comes from, things showing you ways to save time mm-hmm. and showing you how to buy services and stuff like that, that will save you time because the time is one thing we can't buy more of, but we could buy products and the right products and services mm. that will save us time. Yeah. So when you could buy, when you could get a product or service that will save you, it's like email automation, all that kind of thing. Mm. It's just like, you're, you're pretty much, you're replacing it with a human, like if you have a content collection system that really, not to go back to content scenario, but it's just so <laughs> apro. But if, if you have, it's like I was able to free up my project manager to do other stuff because when we got on top of our, um, our content problems. So yeah, instead awesome. of email, 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 chase, chase, chase. Yeah. It was. Yeah. And know, it's like the same. This is the way like any system works, right? If you can free up somebody, it doesn't have to be your time. It can be someone on your team's time. Um, that can sometimes be more beneficial. And it's it, like, that's basically adding, adding hidden costs of them doing all that work. So it's not just a, you know, oh, this, this thing adds $50 a month to our costs. It's, it could be saving you more than that in, in wages for sure. Yeah, and, and and if you're looking at like like your profit and loss, and then you could see in there like okay, like I added my subscription revenue went up, but my contractor revenue went down, or my you know my employee my payroll costs. Well, then you could see you know then you could see these trends developing. You know mm-hmm. that could that, that you could you could associate. Okay, I know why I made money because I saw what my prescriptions went off, but uh, this other stuff went down, and then you could start relating these things back to each other and because i think it's like when we look at analytics and google and facebook and all this kind of stuff but we don't look at analytics on our like our, our numbers our profits because we're scared you know to look at that because we don't think we're going to be able to understand it and mm-hmm. i think i think i think people can understand it i just i just don't think it was ever explained simply to them yeah you know, because money is talked about in this language that hasn't evolved in like 100 years you know, and it's bullshit, you know, <laughs> you know, <laughs> it is, it, it yeah. annoys the hell out of me. You know, it's like, we don't call stuff, you know, we call money the same thing with these confusing ass names for all this kind of stuff <laughs> that we used a hundred years ago. Then yeah. everything else has changed. We don't, you know what I'm saying? It's just, totally. everything's crazy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Well, Nev, thank you so much for sharing all of this. Um, yeah. Thanks for, thanks for joining me on the show. Sure. Sure. Thanks for having me. And, uh, I'll buy you, I'll buy you some of those beers you bought me in Australia. Uh, <laughs> yes. 
Oh man, that's 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 it, man. You know, you know the way to my heart. Um, <laughs> remember when we met in, in a craft brew uh, brewery? So you know, one of my favorite places on on earth. So, uh, <laughs> um, guys, if you want to get everything uh, that Nev's got for free, learn about your money management. Um, go to nevharris.com and hit that offers button. We'll link that up in the show notes as well. Um, and I'll see you guys in the next episode. Discover how to grow your agency, earn more, and work less at agencyhighway.com. Head over there to get resources from this episode and full transcripts. See you next time. This episode was brought to you by Content Snare. If you're a digital agency or just need to get content or info from your clients, Content Snare can help you collect it on time and without enormous email trails. Give it a try at contentsnare.com.